Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. In this church, we have five core values. I won't take time. You know them. Here they are. Commit, celebrate, connect, communicate, contribute. That's how a Christian grows to be Christ-like. Are you doing that, parent? Are you doing that, grandparent? If you're not, you expect your kids to follow? You see, this is not an event. It's a lifestyle forever. So simply write these words down. Live for God and pass it on. It's hard being a Christian parent. Not only do you have the regular parent stuff to be concerned about, you have the added task of being a spiritual leader to your children. The world, of course, is trying to tempt them into following that way of living. Pastor Mark will be teaching today about the importance of parents who are Christ followers to not take days off in their godly living. You'll be reminded of how closely your children watch you and how much they imitate you both virtues and vices. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 20 as he continues his message, An Inheritance of Blessing. have to go and list all the things that were wrong with your parents. Some of you came from a home with a single parent. Some of you came from a home with no parents. Your grandparents raised you. All of those things I understand. But every single person can be removed from that dysfunctional home stuff, can be removed from the one generational curse, which is simply the sin nature that you have. And all of that happens as you look at all of this because of this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish. Shall not perish means I have no sin because the wages of sin is death. Shall not perish but have eternal life. God didn't want anyone to die for their sins. So God provided the only cure for this curse, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So here is the issue. Here you are. Doesn't matter what kind of background you came from. Christian parents, unchristian parents, foreign, nation, no parents, abused, whatever. I'm not going to be punished for the sins of those. I'm only going to be punished for my sin. Do I have sin? Yes, I was born in sin. If I don't become a Christ follower, I will die in my sin. I will be eternally lost. I will be separated from God in heaven forever. I can't blame that on my mom. 
I can't blame it on my dad. I can't blame it on the environment. I can only blame it on me. Any of you that are listening, you will never, ever be able to say to God, I didn't know the truth. Too late. If you die for your sin, it's because of this. When God says, become a follower of Christ, you refuse and you decide to live by your own rules. If you choose that, by the way, your destiny, (laughs) you don't want to even think about it. So the only way that I can get rid of that sin nature and the effects of a world around me that hates God and many homes that hate God is to choose to obey God's commandments. Well, in the New Testament, we know what that is. It's a very simple commandment. Jesus said to a very religious man, Nicodemus, you got to be born again. There's no exceptions. Religion doesn't work. Many of you were raised in a home where your parents passed on to you religion. It's dead. Well, become a member. Give big box to a... It's dead. You want to pass along a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So when I choose to follow Jesus Christ, what happens to that generational curse of sin that's born in me? And what happens to that dysfunctional home? Take a look at this verse. 2 Corinthians. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is, tell me, what is it? All right, put your hand up. Put your hand up like this. Say this. The old life is? It's gone. Could I hear a hallelujah with that right there? Unbelievable. It's gone. And... A new life has what? Begun. Yes, I'm a person with a past. But when I come to Christ, bye-bye. New life has come. Now, will I still have tendencies? Absolutely. See, my old sin nature is still with me. But it no longer rules me. Greater is he that lives in me than he that rules this world. And so you and I have no more excuse to give in to the old sin nature. That's what Romans 6, 7, and 8 is all about. No excuse. The new has come. Let's do it one more time. Bye. Let's just, let's bye. Bye. That's the message we have for the world. Doesn't matter where you came from. Doesn't matter who your parents were or weren't. You can be a new person. Well, let's go back to Exodus chapter 20. The children of Israel, they weren't sure how to work this all out. And so God then not only gives them a warning, but the Bible is filled out only with warnings. And notice, we give warnings. People say you shouldn't speak on hell and you shouldn't do this. No, no, no. You have to do the whole Bible. I just didn't go to skip verse 5 and go to verse 6. Well, what's verse 6 say? Here's a great promise. God says, I'll show love to a thousand generations of those who love me. Notice it doesn't stop there. And keep my commandments. Here's what you want to write. Obeying God, which means I'm loving God, has long-lasting positive consequences. God says to the parents and the grandparents, hey, 
you're a person of influence. Now, if you'll live and show your children what it means to have a relationship with God, that will go on forever because they will imitate that same godly lifestyle. Turn with me to Deuteronomy. You've been there already, but this time Deuteronomy chapter 6. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, God repeats the Ten Commandments. And then he explains to the parents how to do this. How do I show my children, my grandchildren, that I love God? What does it look like? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6. Scoot on down to verse 5. God says this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these commandments, which were in chapter 5, 10 commandments, that I give you today, notice, are to be upon your hearts. It's not a head deal. It's not a religious deal. Go to church four times a year. We got it. It has nothing to do with it. It's to be a heart thing. The heart is the center of who and you and I are. Parent, you can't fool your children. Then he says this. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. Write by those verses, just write this, lifestyle. See, it isn't just in church where you obey. It's 24-7. It's wherever we're at. It's in the supermarket, in Publix, in the stores, getting the oil change, driving on the road, going on vacation. It's every area. Everything starts with each parent loving and obeying God. And it shows. So the next thing I want you to write is simply this. Pass on your faith by being an example. Grandparent, parent. You pass it on by living it. Now, what if you're a parent today and you just came to the Lord recently and your kids are already grown? Here's what I'd suggest. And they're not serving God. Get this DVD. Send it to them. If they're here, ask them to watch it with you and apologize to them. Just be real. Say, I never knew. But I want you to know. I can't force you. But I love you. This is the end of our life. Can you imagine being in heaven and you'll never see your children or loved ones again because they chose not to follow Christ? See, I'm not talking just about a lifestyle here. I'm talking about the end. Now, I can't make that happen, but that's my goal. It should be your goal. We're just passing through this stuff. And so God says, if you're going to live by the Ten Commandments, then live by it. In other words, take time to teach your children. Talk to your children. I use the word, take T-I-M-E. We have too many absentee parents who are living in the same home, but there's nothing being talked about. There's no examples being lived. Spend time with your children on all their activities. Do all of those things. Be with their special projects at school, their sports, do all those things. Be with them. Ask them when they leave here what they learn in Sunday school, what they learn in the youth department. Spend time encouraging your children. Guys, our kids today in junior high school and high school are experiencing a world we have never seen. 
The temptation is immense to go against God. We didn't face it. Be with them. So the Bible is very clear, and it just goes through and it says, pass your faith on by being real every single day. What's this promise? An inheritance of blessing. I can pass on the blessing of God if my children pattern their life after me. I want to share a little personal thing with you about my wife and myself. I have no idea why Linda and I were born in homes where both our parents knew God. Linda's parents both lived the life and loved God. My parents lived the life and loved God. I had a grandparent. Both grandparents lived the life and loved God. All my aunts and uncles on my dad's side lived the life and love. I have no idea why I have that godly heritage. Linda and I, we had human parents. As you know, my dad was a pastor. We saw their weaknesses. They weren't perfect. There are no perfect parents. But Linda and I both saw that our mom and dads knew God personally. So at a young age, given the choice... Linda chose to follow God. Ask her into her heart. I chose to do the same. When we got married, we tried to live the principle. We didn't sleep together before, by God's grace. We hadn't had other affairs, by God's grace. By the way, God will take you wherever you're at and give you a brand new start. Very often, we have couples that come for premarital counseling They've lived the past. You wouldn't even want to go there. I never talk about it because today is the first day of their life. Don't you dare be filled with condemnation. God takes us where we're at. But Linda and I had the privilege of having that. So when we got married, we chose to the best of our ability to live for God and pass it on. Well, is God's promise true? We lived before our son and daughter, Lee and Stacy. Certainly imperfect, but they saw our hearts. Today, Lee follows Christ. Stacy, our daughter, follows Christ. Her husband follows Christ. There's been divorce. There's been disasters just like in your home, like everybody else. We have three grandchildren. Two are too young, but one is about 11 or 12 years old right now. She's already accepted Jesus Christ. Now, what are we praying for? I'm praying for the next generation. You see, God's promises. My grandpa, my mom and dad, Linda and I, our kids, the grandkids, and it just keeps going. That's the way it's supposed to be. Nobody perfect along the way. Hello. But God's blessing goes And goes and goes as they see this. Now, let me give you a disclaimer. I can't stand here and say to you today that I can guarantee your children, grandchildren will turn all right because you raised them correctly. I can't say that. Why can't I say that? Because every person has to choose whether to follow God or not. But I can tell you this. If you're real and they see it, they will want it. Now, what if you have a prodigal son or daughter today that's away from God? You live the life... They went away from God. Here's where you ought to be. Because God loves prodigals. He brings them back. 
Don't give up hope just because it didn't turn out the way you thought it should turn out. Next thing I want to write is simply this. Pass on an inheritance of God's blessing. Pass on an inheritance of God's blessing. Let me ask you, parent, grandparent, what are you passing down? If your children prayed like you pray, what would that look like? If your children, well, if their daily quiet time was patterned after yours, what would that look like? What if your kids' church attendance match yours when they get older? Would you be proud? What if your giving to God was the role model for your kids? Are you excited about that? You see, I learned to give the 10th right off the top because I watched my dad. And then I had our kids learn it because I wrote it. And, you know, I'd sit down and say, kids, get around. And I said, I'm writing a check out to God. 10% goes right up to God. Man, I hate paying this, but I'm going to write it. If I'd have said that, you think they'd tithe today? No. I said, it's his already. You see our life? It's been blessed. Why? Because we always put God first. In this church, we have five core values. I won't take time. You know them. Here they are. Commit, celebrate, connect, communicate, contribute. That's how a Christian grows to be Christ-like. Are you doing that, parent? Are you doing that, grandparent? If you're not, you expect your kids to follow? You see, this is not an event. It's a lifestyle forever. So simply write these words down. Live for God and pass it on. Just live for God and pass it on. Pass on that generation of blessing because you're sincere and you're a true follower of Jesus Christ. But here's the problem. We have a world, billions of people, that don't know anything about what I just taught. They have no clue of God. They have never been mentioned God. They don't know anything about the Bible. Much of the world, at least probably two-thirds of the world, has never heard of the Ten Commandments. So what do we do? What do we do with that? Am I happy just to say to you, well, you're in Brevard County, down Sebastian, we're going to do the best we can, we're going to change this county, the rest of the world just have to fend for itself. No, not at all. Notice this verse in Second Peter Chapter 3, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see, God wants not just you and I to have a new start. God doesn't want just godly homes here in Brevard County. He wants godly homes all over the world. So he gave us the great commission to simply pass, go into all the world. Well, what does all the world look like to you? In America, you know that we're spoiled. We don't have an idea what the world looks like. That's why I challenge you to go on a mission trip. That's why I go on mission trips. Because I have a heart for the world. Emulate your pastor. Find a way to get in a mission trip. Turn with me to one more verse and we're done. John 8. John 8. Go down to verse 11. You know the story One day, Jesus was in Jerusalem, and the religious leaders were trying to challenge Jesus, and they brought him a woman caught, the Bible says, in the very act of adultery. 
Probably they brought her naked through the town. Now, there's no mention of the man, obviously, so it was a setup. But she came before Jesus on the ground. You'll learn as we go through the Ten Commandments that the punishment for adultery was stoning. I don't have time for the story this morning other than to say this. Jesus said to those religious rulers who thought they were special, if you don't have any sin, you can pick a stone and start throwing. They all left. And Jesus turned to the woman and he said to her, is anybody around? And she said, well, no, all my accusers are gone. And he said, neither do I accuse you. And look what he says in verse 11. Go now and leave your life of sin. I began thinking about that. I never thought about this way before. I wonder, this prostitute, what was her life like? Was her mother a prostitute? Is that why she had this pattern? One night when she was eight, did dad come in and abuse her? Because of that, she turned to prostitution? You know, we don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. Jesus doesn't even address it. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. When you meet Jesus, old things are passed away. And all things become new. He just said to her, now leave your former life of sin. Show up Monday morning, we'll start some counseling. No. In an instant, the power of God broke the generational curse, the lifestyle that she'd been living, the pattern from her parent, and she chose to become a follower of Jesus Christ. That's the hope of the world. All a person has to do is meet Jesus and everything else will be all right. That's the message we have for the world. You see, I have to pass on a generational blessing, but here's the problem. Some of you are not a Christ follower. You have nothing to pass on to your children, to your friends, to your grandchildren. You have nothing to pass on. You can't pass on that which you don't have. So the very first thing that has to happen, if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, your destiny is disaster. What do you have to do? You have to choose today to follow Jesus Christ. I don't want you just to do it for you. I do. But I want to do it for your children and for your grandchildren and for the rest of the people that are around you. It has to start somewhere in today's a day for you to come. Pastor Mark taught today about the importance of parents raising their children knowing about God. You learn that although they're not perfect, parents who consistently honored God in how they lived had a good chance of passing that on to their children. You also found out that the opposite is true. Those who dishonor God can expect His punishment. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. 
feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Well, this winds up Pastor Mark's teaching, An Inheritance of Blessing. Next time, he'll begin his message, God Lives in You. Honor His Name. You'll find out about the Old Testament names and how they're tied to the person's character. You'll see that God treats His name the same way and how, as a Christ follower, you have the responsibility of bearing that name with honor. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right. in a hurry.